Hello and welcome to a new podcast from Wilson and Windsor, the Wilson and Windsor supplementary podcast, where each week after each round of the Copa Sudamericana, we will take a few minutes to look at the Copa Libertadores' sister competition and see how the tournament is developing as the year goes on. Now, it's the first week of the competition coming up on Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, the initial qualifying round before the group stage. So I figured on the supplementary podcast this week, we'd take a look at some of the history around the Copa Sudamericana and look at the format changes for the 2021 version of the competition. Let's take a little look at the history of the Copa Sudamericana. It started in 2002, so it's a relatively young tournament in terms of its history. It's basically the Europa League of South American club football, so it allows some of the lesser-known sides from around the continent to really get stuck into continental competition. However, since its inception, it has been dominated by Brazilian and Argentinian sides. On 13 of the 19 occasions that the Copa Sudamericana has been played for, an Argentinian or Brazilian side has lifted the trophy. And there is only one other nation that has seen a team from it lifting the trophy on two or more occasions. That's Ecuador. The sides from Brazil and Argentina have been dominant, but they don't dominate both sides of the final. On only six occasions have both finalists been from either Brazil or Argentina. So teams from Peru, Chile, sometimes Mexico, when they're involved in the competition as well, have a really good chance of paving a way towards the final and being on the cusp of continental glory. Now, for those interested, only Boca Juniors and Independiente, both from Argentina, have lifted the trophy on more than one occasion. And they really already were in the grand hierarchy of South American club football sites. Lesser known sites like Cienciano of Peru, Universidad de Chile of Chile and Independiente del Valle of Ecuador have also lifted this trophy. So you do get a really good eclectic mix of sides that win this competition. So this year's Copa Sudamericana is going to look very different to the last couple of seasons that we've seen. The 20th edition of the tournament has got a huge format change. We're now going to have a group stage. So instead of a straight knockout competition with ties being played over two legs before a one-legged final on a neutral ground, instead, coming up this week and over the next few weeks, we have an initial first round of the tournament where the four qualified teams from each of the nations of Chile, Bolivia, Colombia, Ecuador, Paraguay, Peru, Uruguay and Venezuela will square off. Now teams will play sides from their same nation. So Deportes Tolima of Colombia will face Deportivo Cali. Macara of Ecuador will face fellow countryman Emelec. The winners of those first round ties will then all go into the group stage along with the six teams from Argentina and the six teams from Brazil. They will also be joined by the four losers from the third round of the Copa Libertadores qualifying stage. That will give us a 32-team group stage with eight groups of four teams. Each team will play each other twice, home and away in the group stage, before the group winners only will progress through to the round of 16 knockout stage. Now, the other eight teams for the round of 16 will be made up of the third place teams from the Copa Libertadores group stage. So they will all drop down to the Copa Sudamericana. And from there, it's two legged rounds in the round of 16, the quarterfinals and the semifinals before we have, again, a single game final on a neutral venue to be played somewhere in South America. 
that hasn't been confirmed yet. So we're going to see a lot of games of football. In fact, we're going to see over 14,000 minutes of football, 157 games, and they all lead to one place, lifting the Copa Sudamericana. Let's finish by looking at some of the names to keep an eye on as we go through the Copa Sudamericana this year. Now, the sides from Brazil and Argentina will be getting stuck into the group stage as their first round of competition in mid-April, but there are some really tasty teams to watch this year. Newell's Old Boys, where Lionel Messi started his footballing career. Lanús, who were the runners-up to Defensa e Justicia in last year's Copa Sudamericana. Rosario Central, the self-proclaimed kings of the continent that are independiente as well, all getting their names in the hat this year for the tournament. In Brazil, Atletico Paranaense, who we're used to seeing in the Copa Libertadores in the knockout stages of that competition in the last few years. And Corinthians as well, a huge name from Brazilian football, arguably the best supported side in the country, although Flamengo fans will beg to differ, but they too will be joining us in the group stage of the competition. From elsewhere around the continent, we have Jorge Wilstermann from Bolivia, Palestino and Hachipato from Chile. We have the Colombians Deportes Tolima and Deportivo Cali uh, from Ecuador, Emelec. Uh, These are all good sides who we're used to seeing in the continental competitions in South America over the last few years and will certainly be worth making a note of as we continue and progress through this tournament. All of those teams, of course, get their tournaments underway this week in the first round of the competition. And then, of course, we'll then be having the four losers from the Copa Libertadores third qualifying round getting involved and then the next level of calibre opposition in terms of the third place teams from the Copa Libertadores group stage getting involved, as I say, at the knockout round as well. So there will be some bigger names, or even bigger names, should I say, dropping into the Copa Sudamericana as we go on. So it's only going to get better and better and better. And while you wait for all of the action to get going, to get underway, to get into the thick of the group stages and then into the heart of the knockout rounds later on, remember you can follow myself, Ollie Wilson, at O underscore J underscore Wilson on Twitter. That's O underscore J underscore Wilson. You can follow Dave Windsor as well, at David T. Windsor. That's at David T. Windsor. And you can get onto Anchor.fm, our host, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and all those good places to like and subscribe to the Wilson and Windsor Libertadores podcast and the supplementary podcast as well that we'll be doing after each round of the two competitions. So in the meantime, sit back, enjoy the South American football that is to come. The Libertadores has already got going with the qualifying rounds. The Sudamericana starts this week. We're going to be inundated with football from one of the grandest footballing continents on the planet. <laughs>